Hey, everybody, and welcome to our podcast, Peace of Authenticity with the Andersons. We're so excited about the conversations that we have for you guys, and we hope that there's a good balance of both truth and real life stories. And so, like we always say, join, join in, in on, on the, the conversation. conversation. Hey everybody, welcome back to Peace of Authenticity Podcast, and we are so excited to have our awesome friends, the Johnsons, Shayla and Travis here with us, and we've actually been wanting to um, have them on here for a while, and so we're yeah. just really excited for what they have to yeah, say. Yeah, it's going to be good. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to just jump right into it for everybody that's listening. We're not going to waste any time. So why don't you guys just give us a quick breakdown of where it is that you've been and what you know kind of led you to this spot right here. Wow, that is a long road. <laughs> yeah, just real quick though. <laughs> Short and Sixty yeah. seconds. Sixty seconds. Man, it's been a path of uh, a few years of just trying to figure out where God is trying to lead our family specifically. Mm-hmm. And in the season that we're in right now is, um, to be real with you, I probably don't know as well as Shayla probably knows. But man, we're just trying to be obedient to what yeah. God is leading our family yeah. into right now. And it's a little bit gray right now, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, you walk into the right space. Yeah, for sure. I think God's really been teaching us Mm -hmm. that um, even in the middle of not knowing anything, (laughs) he can wreck like different perspectives and where you thought you were headed is not where he's got Um, you going. So yeah, it's it's been quite an interesting journey. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I just have to say for real, you guys don't know Travis and Shayla like like we do, but I, I will say that when they say when God has something for our family, they mean it. Like their family mm-hmm. is a tight knit yeah. group. Yeah. It's really cool to see. I, I hope that one of these days we're as super tight with with our family as well. What and you guys I, are I was right joking now. with Shayla earlier, like probably like a few weeks ago, and I was like, I've never seen like a mom and daughter just be like actually really good friends. <laughs> and it's yeah. like the coolest thing ever. Like I want that whenever we have a daughter for to have that kind of relationship. But seriously, there's like a there's like a grace on you guys with family. Like it was just really apparent especially whenever your kids came to that retreat that we went to mm-hmm. and we got to see you guys like interact with them as like a whole like what Aubrey's talking about a unified family which is kind of sadly pretty rare it is yeah. family's like so important to us I think um it's really one of the most important yeah. things in our life it's something that we truly value it's something that we've had to make a lot of sacrifices for it's something that we purposely choose to put above other things um, I think in today's culture, family mm-hmm. kind of gets put on a back burner in a lot of areas, mm-hmm. even in the church setting. Oh, yeah. um, for a mom especially, I know that I was constantly like, hey, keep your family second. But at the same time, I'm like, man, that's God's greatest mission for us. Yes, so yes. family is huge for us. Yeah, it's been our goal, like really from the very beginning. She's been a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. like the entire time that we've had kids. And there's been different points in time where people have said, are your kids really coming to this or can't you leave them somewhere else? Mm. We made it where we want our kids pretty much everywhere we're at all yeah. the time. And mm. sometimes people look at you a little bit wacky. I mean, we're all <laughs> not, I, I just feel like if they can't be, be included, then I don't want to be included. Wow. You yeah. know? And there's, there's so much that I think adults forget that children learn through watching you. And I want my children mm. around other adults that are growing in Christ. Like yeah. I want them to see struggles. I want them to see that adults deal with things um, too. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't want life to like smack them in the face when they turn eighteen and go on into college. Like I yeah. want them seasoned and trained up and 
um, just comfortable with the mission mm-hmm. as a child. Yeah. Yes, wow. yes. That's yeah. so good. And something that I think comes hand in hand with like a family dynamic is also identity. And isn't that what you were talking about earlier when we were eating? You said something about identity. I was like, oh, dang. Like, yes, this is like, yeah. so one good. One of the most important things that I feel like God really put on, our, put on my heart is that um, to family is a place where you should be fully known and fully loved. Yes. And that if every family could just focus on that, that way, like, all your flaws, all the things that you feel insecure about, when you're fully known mm-hmm. then and feel fully loved, I feel like that just catapults you into so much growth. So it like, um, I see so many teens and young adults that still struggle with being mm-hmm. fully known and fully yeah. accepted and fully loved. And I'm just like, man, if we could get a hold of that in family mm-hmm. units and grab onto where everyone has that place and then it's easier to pour that out to others, to our mm-hmm. friends, to people um that are part of our church that way we already know how to do it yeah Mm. something interesting i could add to that is like here lately i've been thinking about what guilt and shame look like Mm -hmm. in our lives and for our kids specifically i know unfortunately for me a lot of times i honestly turn to like shame for whatever reason where shayla can turn around and like Man, we, like we want you to be in a comfortable place right now. Mm-hmm. There's no shame here. Sure, you might be guilty of doing a certain thing, but we're yeah. not gonna put shame on you right now. Mm-hmm. And it's for she. She's extremely good at recognizing. Hey, we want you to know that. Sure, you might be guilty today, yeah. but like, like shame is not something that we're gonna carry in this wow. family. Wow. Yeah. I want to always feel like open. Mm-hmm. I never want anything off limits. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So that, like, if the enemy comes to attack them in some way, shape, or form, or they mess up, which, let's be real, we're all humans. We're right. Gonna mess it's going to happen. You know? <laughs> I'm just like, come to me. Like, mm. let, me, let me work through it with you. I can't always fix everything, but I can love you through this. Like, mm. I can, like, we can pull through. And this wow. isn't going to, like, tag on and stick to you for life. Yeah. And even that saying, you know, like, you'll see it in movies, and I've probably actually heard some of my friends say it when I was younger, oh my gosh, my parents are going to kill me. <sighs> and so they keep things from them, right? Like, even whenever they're little, like, I've done it before, where I would break something, it somehow <laughs> found its way under my bed, hidden <laughs> under something else, you know? And it's just like you talking about that fact that they can come to me. They know that I am a safe place where yes, there is guilt there, but we're not going to put shame on it. And then whenever you are talking about that, I've even thought about that saying shame on you. And I'm like, that's kind of like word curses on somebody when you say that. And like, like, why do people say that? It's like a manipulation, like shame on you. You should feel bad. You should feel terrible about what you just did. Yeah. Even though we all mess up, right? We all do. So parents often wonder why they don't have a close relationship with their children as they get older. It's because there's never been uh, a fully open, fully accepting yes. space there. Yeah. They know, like, oh crap, dad's gonna kill me. I can't yeah. talk to them. About I that. want yeah. my kids to be like, oh crap, I need to call my parents. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. that's what I want I them love to do. That. I want them to immediately be like, hey, I know someone's gonna be on my side. Mm-hmm. Someone's gonna at least tell me, like, hey, okay, we messed up here and this is what we gotta do to fix it. Yeah. yeah. This is where, where we gotta go from here. And that's what I want them to lean into. And even little bitty things with like parents and kids, like, if if they got busted telling a lie or something, I would never identify them with their mess up. Like, it's mm. never like, oh man, you're a liar or something yes. like that. Yeah. Like, hey, lying is wrong. We mm-hmm. don't like that. But it was never calling them the same. Yes. It's just calling out the mistake, not calling them the mistake. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. That's good. But okay. So, so tell me where, 
Um, both of you guys growing up, like family is, is very important to both of you. And it's obvious. It, it just kind of, I mean, just the yeah. way that you, you walk it out. I mean, cause that's, that's, that's how I see people is, is if you walk it out, don't just talk about it, but mm-hmm. is it, it evident in your life? Because that's what makes the biggest difference. What is it from the way that you guys were raised that made this switch happen in your mind that was like, well, I was raised like this, but I really want to be like this. Or even I was raised like this. So I, considering that I would love to do this. Yeah, I would love, I much rather would have had it like this, you know, like what, what was the switch there that you, that you made? Yeah. For me growing up, I mean, our family, my mom and my mom loved me. It wasn't one of those things. She just worked a lot. Um, so there was just a lot of different situations where I was staying somewhere else, my aunt's house, my grandma's, a bunch of different things. And I know that that's not what we want for our family. Like we wanted it cohesive all of the time and not to bash on my family or anything like that, but that just wasn't there. Right. I was young. Um, so now at this point, I'm like, how often can I be there for my kid or for mm. my family or whatever that looks like? So just to keep that going down that path, man, I'm singly mindedly focused on that right now. Mm-hmm. You really yeah. were. Like, his mom was a single mom, so oh, she was wow. working multiple jobs to keep, you know, the kids able to do everything that they wanted to do. And that's hard because that a lot of women don't have that option to be stay-at-home moms. It's not there. Mm-hmm. Um and I think just from the beginning when we decided to have kids, and it was rough. Like, there were times where we didn't have two pennies to rub together. But yeah. what we were confident in was that I was called to stay at home and mm. keep the family strong and full of love. Like, our children would never have any idea that we were poor as dirt when we started out, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Like, they yeah. had no clue. <laughs> yeah, that's and awesome. And it was like, every day was full of life and fun. Yeah. And I can even remember at one point telling Travis, I was like, well, when you come home, I can I can get a part-time job in the evenings. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no. He was like, I don't mm. want that. He's like, if life is going to suck for one of us, it's, I'm going to get two jobs so that, <laughs> you know, we can keep this going. And it's just evident, like, how much he craved, like, keeping the family together and keeping mom at home with the kids. And mm. we just made it work. But, like, for me growing up, my home was broken, like, my parents divorced really early and I don't know if that's like what initiated the feed in me of like how important family was just to be together and my brother and I were like best friends growing up like every injury I mm. heard was probably from something he rooted me on to do <laughs> yeah. um, so even to this day though my mom and I we are so close like mm. I would consider her now a friend also not yeah. just a mother Yeah. and um family's super important to me and I want that for my kids and mm. I've always had an open relationship with my mom she encouraged that there was nothing off topic yeah. like I could ask her the most inappropriate or the weirdest <laughs> questions and she took them all you know yeah. she, was oh just like, she was like ask me like, yeah. I would rather you ask me and growing up I'm like I'm so glad you did that for me wow. and yeah. so I do the same thing for the kids and sometimes the kids are like man mom you keep things so weird we keep so <laughs> oh weird. I love it yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love hey. that yeah really? well cause it's like you know growing up growing up my, my dad was a pastor and so you know we were like the typical preacher's kids and so there were there were definitely subjects that we don't talk about that you know <laughs> yeah. you'll go to hell for talking about that. <laughs> but I mean you know but it was just kind of like you know you don't do this because you'll go to hell you don't do that because you'll go to hell and, and there was never any of those but you know there was never a time where you know the parents would just sit down and be like okay what do you want to know 
and, and answer that and, and get that big question mark out of the back of your mind. Because I'm, I've always wondered why. I have to know the why behind everything that I do or don't do. Okay, well, why? You know, Mm -hmm. but instead it was just kind of like, Hey, no, we don't talk about, you don't do that. And we don't talk about it. Well, and I think even like a lot of kids that say why people consider that being defiant, but it's like, no, they just really want to understand. Like, like Aubrey, you love to understand how things work and you want to process. And and I think a lot of the time, whenever you're younger by some of the stories you told me, they thought it was defiant. Like he did a spanking, you know, I I was headed to hell real fast (laughs) every day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I feel like, um, we always talk about discipleship and how important that is in the church, right? But I think a lot of people don't connect discipleship and family, but that is what discipleship is. Yeah. And, and so many times, you know, we're, you're talking about how you keep things weird and you'll just, hey, sit down, ask me anything. I will answer. Like, let's go. Some parents are like, la, 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 don't want to know. Are you doing anything? I don't want to know. Yeah. You know, Or they overhear they, their kids talking about stuff and they're just like, well, I'm just going <laughs> to pretend like that's not happening. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, oh, what's that saying? Keep your, they keep their heads in the sand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, they just don't know how. To do it, it's just rip you know? the band aid off. Like, you know, like I tell Colin, it's only weird if you want it to be weird. Like, but I need them to know. And yeah. like leading uh, small groups and youth groups, their kids need to know things way sooner than you even think. Like, yeah. let's, let's just be way sooner. And they would come and they would ask me questions, and I'm like, well, have you talked to your parents about this? And they're like, oh, uh, no. You know, and I'm just I like, would okay, never. Well, there's the red flag right yeah. there. Like, Storks need- still bring babies at our house. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like in their teenagers. <laughs> I want, like how you were saying, you need to know why our son is like that. Yeah. And if parents can change their perspective of seeing that as annoying and they just can't mm-hmm. accept what they're saying, you can save your child a lot of heartache mm-hmm. because they're going to figure out that why themselves if mm-hmm. you can't explain it to them. And it's like when we talk about alcohol or drinking or anything like that, that I'm like, you know, it's not wrong to drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's these people that are ensnared in addictions. And we were passing a bar that happens to be on the corner of where our house is. And my little sister, who I watch, always says, is that the jail? And Because oh, the bar is on the Yeah, it's not bar. It's not like, it looks like it's on the bar. And I'm like, no. But then my daughter says, well, it's a could be kind of like a spiritual bar mm, and so i'm just like you yeah. get it like mm-hmm. she's thinking on a deeper level yeah. but like wow. it's not something like a physical bar but it could be something that's like spiritually ensnaring some people so wow. I like that's what i want our kids to get to mm. i want them to have a deeper understanding to where they don't go seek it out and just try to figure it and out and you took it further than just don't do that yes. yeah and i think that's what's so important with parents to explain but why though why why can't i do this and it's like that's how she got it she's like that is like prison actually like it's a spiritual prison because it's like a chain connected yeah. Yeah. you can't get away from and so if you wouldn't have had that conversation with her she'd be like oh we don't talk about that that's nothing we talk about it's bad don't ever do it don't even think about it you know well yeah but then you also find you know like in my scenario I would go to other people's houses I would go to my friend's house for mm-hmm. birthday parties and stuff and I would see alcohol at their house and I would immediately be thinking all these people are going to hell yeah. <laughs> All of them. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't I didn't know the why. I was just told, yep, if you no. drink alcohol, you're going to hell. And so then I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, all my friends' parents are going to hell. Like, you know what I mean? Stinks. I'm saying, is, is anyone going to heaven? You know? <laughs> no, <let's get> <laughs> yeah. 
Right. See that crazy confusion that just got blown out of proportion just because something wasn't fully explained. Right. Because parents don't like uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Travis is like a master at this. He yeah. constantly is like have uncomfortable conversations. I want to make it as uncomfortable as I possibly can. Just well. because if, if you get comfortable in the uncomfortable zone, man, it gets a lot more comfortable. Oh. <laughs> that's true. And like, man, that's, that's like, and also the fact of like living life, if you're super comfortable all the time, something's wrong. Like, and it's even what you're talking about at the very beginning, you're talking about like, it's obedience. We're trying to, fi- you know, we're finding the path of just obedience. We're obeying where the Lord takes us. And that's been something that lately we've noticed in our podcast. When we talk to people, it's, it's about obedience. Like, yeah. does it look weird? Sure. Um, will people question it? Yeah. Are people going to this and that? It's obedience though. So I'm just going to do what the Lord's called me to do and not worry about what people think. Yeah. And it's, and it, it just goes to say, if, if God knows us all well enough, he knows the numbers of hairs on our head, right? Yeah. He, before, before you were born, I knew you as mm-hmm. the Bible says, don't you think that it's specific that all of us are trying to move into obedience, but we're all doing different things. Like you said, we might be in a gray area right now too, but and you yeah. guys are as well. Yeah. But yours is like, the Lord has really made us hone in on family mm-hmm. and what that looks like. What does he have for all four of us? Not just Travis and Shayla, but, but including the kids in there as well, because they're a huge part of it. And you guys are focused on something else and we're focused on something else, but it is all moving toward obedience. And if God knows us all individually that much and cares that much, why wouldn't everybody's assignment be different in different seasons? Right? That's true. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's cool because we could even bring the kids in. They're they're right there in the other room. They're probably sitting here going, oh, they're They're talking about us. (laughs) No, they're they're awesome. But uh, no, I I just think that it's incredible. and, And I would really like to give practical things for people that are listening to this like like show us some practicality of what it looks like to i mean a lot of people say well i'm not discipling anybody but i'm raising kids but here's the difference that's what that is raising kids versus discipling kids is different so i what i want to do is for somebody that's watching this it's like man i really want to shift something in my home I don't feel like we're growing together spiritually. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we are successful in business. We are successful, but, and my kids are getting yeah. older, they're maturing, but they're not really pressing into the spiritual side of things. What, what do you guys have for that mm-hmm. person? Yeah. So for me specifically with Colin, because there are seasons with Colin, just like it is for me, like where, man, he's digging into the word and like mm. he's going deep. Same thing for me. And mm-hmm. then there's other seasons where it's like, I'm just not really feeling this all that yeah. much right now. So I think, honestly, what it came down for, for with me and Colin is I've just got to be extremely intentional about mm. making sure that, hey, we're not doing this just to check this off the list, bro. Like, we're doing this uh. more to find out who Jesus is and who he is in our lives and who he wants us to be through that. Wow. So it just comes down to the almost, I don't want to say a grind, but just like the intentionality of making yeah. sure that we're getting into God's word every single day, praying and, and learning what we can learn from God. And if I'm being real with you, Shayla has done a lot more than I have when it comes to helping these kids figure out who they are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like a lot of times whenever I come home, I'm kind of the enforcer and I'm like, hey, we got to make sure we're doing all this. Yeah. And she's really just, just pouring into them yeah. all day long. So she's, she's on the way more than I have, if I'm being real. Discipleship is 
comes from living life too. They see mm, you. So mm-hmm. um, it's because of you they know what a Christian man is modeled like. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. for like um, how he was talking with like calling to get into the word, um, we homeschool too. Mm-hmm. So one thing how I started with my kids, so if you have really small kids, I would start by reading a chapter out of the Bible every day with them. Mm-hmm. I would read it to them, or you can even pull up the Bible app and hit play. Like if you have a hard oh, time. Yeah. Um, deciphering words or mm-hmm. whatever, sounding them out, it'll play for you. Mm-hmm. You can pick out one or two things, and I would sit there and be like, well, what jumped out at you? Like, what, what, do you have any questions about this? And it could be the weirdest question, and that's okay, because I'm like, go ahead and ask me. Yeah. You know, when we were reading through Old Testament law, Colin was like, if I hear, put your head on, hand on a bull's head, and then you slaughter <laughs> it or get to it. And I was like, doesn't that make you thankful for Jesus? Though? Yeah. So thankful. Yeah. There I'm you like, go. You don't realize what all you were oh saying, bro. Yeah. Right. So we would do that. And then um, something with my kids, if they were struggling in a certain area, I would intentionally pick out certain resources, like certain books, certain programs mm. for them to read on their own that was just for them. So let's say like um, they were having a problem with like bad attitudes or something. Mm-hmm. Well, when you put two kids together that are fighting that have bad attitudes towards each other, it's hard to get them to open up to one another. Yeah. So I would separate them out and be like, hey, here's, I want you to read this book. We're going to talk about this book. Let's focus on, my kids read 10 pages a day, so y'all mm-hmm. can do more or less whatever you want. And then um, Emery would underline questions that she had, or she'd be like, can you explain this to me? Like, I don't mm-hmm. really agree with this statement, do you? So it wow. not only like re-solidifies what they believe, but it also re-solidifies what our values are as a family. Mm. So you can start out with, um, I would say, digging into the word together. Mm-hmm. If you've never done it before, don't feel like you need to have all the answers. I tell my kids all the time, I'll have to ask Jesus when I get there. And so dig in together, question stuff together, Mm -hmm. like let your kids know it's okay that you have questions too. Um, Because I don't want them to think that we have everything 100% figured out and that if they don't, something's wrong. I want them to know Mm -hmm. it's okay that you can question. And then we pray together as a family every single night. Mm. So if you're not doing that, maybe that should be the very first place you start. Yeah. And we take yeah. turns. Like every night it's someone else in the family's turn to pray over the family. And mm. we hold hands in a circle and y'all would laugh, but our dogs legit sit in the circle with us. They know. They know it's prayer time. And after prayer time, we give hugs and kisses goodnight oh. and our dog legit jumps up for hugs. Oh my gosh. She's trained. It's so weird. I love it so much. So we're just not just discipling our kids. We're discipling our kids. We're discipling our kids. Y'all just our, taking yeah. it to the next <laughs> level. All dogs go to heaven. So. Yeah, I've heard that. I think it was a movie. <laughs> yeah, ours are going to have to live with Jordan. So, <laughs> We've already um, talked about this. Yeah, because we were like, you know, when you get to heaven, you have your mansion. I'm not going to have pets in there, so this, the dogs are going to have to go live over there. No. I love that so much because what I heard through what you guys were saying was there is accountability. It's not just go get it done. It's go get it done. I'm going to ask you about it. I want you to come to me with questions. I want to get information from you so you can get information from me. So that's exactly what discipleship is with kids because like even I've even noticed sometimes with gray I'm like can you just like sit here and I'm gonna go and I need a breather which of course all parents do but it's just like don't like pawn your child off so that you can get yes something if that makes sense like it, it's like there it's so much more beautiful it can be so much more like thriving and flourishing like your kid doesn't have to hate you <laughs> no they really don't and Sunday morning if you go to Sunday morning church that is not enough 
can't yeah, eat one yeah. little tiny meal and sustain a whole week and can and think your body's gonna grow. That's so Same true. Same thing spiritually. But I would also suggest so your kids don't hate you. <laughs> like give them a chance to grow. Yeah. Give them an opportunity. So with our kids, like their input matters. Like I care about your opinion. Do you like this? Do you not like this? Mm. Is this something that you would enjoy? Of course. Some people take it to extremes, and it's like their kids run their family. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, their opinions are heard. And there's many mm-hmm. times where I'm like, I hear that you don't like this, but this is something you need to do. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're, yes, you're, like I hear you. Yeah. But I understand this is hard for you. You don't enjoy this, but yeah. this is something that you know you need. Mm-hmm. Or there's times where I'm like, okay, like thank you for letting me know that you legitimately have zero desire in this area. I will not push that on you. Like... I don't want you to resent this growing up. And so it's literally give your children a chance to mm. make mistakes. Give them a voice. Let them be known in your house. Let them mm. let their opinions matter. Like mm. so many parents are like, oh, I'm the parent, you're the child. Don't say anything. Yeah. What yeah. I say what goes, I, be yes. seen, not heard. And whenever yes. whenever you're saying all that, Shayla, I just got this this picture in my head because you're talking about growth and thriving. And I saw a plant and it was thriving, but it couldn't get any bigger than where it was put in the pot. Right. And so as parents, you're like, okay, it's time to move, move up, give you some more space to grow. And I think a lot of the times parents are like, No, we don't want to let you go. You have to stay here. Um, and all of a sudden they keep them so close that they're not able to fully flourish the way that they're supposed to. You know, you can even see that with uh, what's that saying, helicopter parents Uh helicopter mom right like i'll see that with gray sometimes if a kid's like says something i'm like i'm gonna kill you you know what i mean (laughs) gray doesn't care he doesn't know he's two but it's like just okay how if he asks me questions you know when he gets older about why someone treated him this way or why you know so and so happened you know all these different things i can actually give him an answer and i'll be like no honey you're so perfect and precious i don't know why that ever happened you know what i mean and it's like (laughs) giving them that space to grow I feel like I'm a helicopter mom, but I sit back a little. You Before know? you go it's in. Like my kid, have you seen the cute little pictures where there's like a cute little cub with the like ferocious mom lions in the background? <laughs> so I'm just like letting my kids go and play and make their choices and mistakes, but at any second, I will bite your face off. You're like, I'll kill my babies. So basically on a weekly basis, you know, Cole and I will do a Bible study together. And, yeah. and pretty much at the beginning, I'm like, hey man, do you want to do this? And I give him an option yeah. if he wants to do it or not. And every single time he's like, yeah, I do want to do this. Mm. Like he's a little bit reluctant sometimes because he doesn't <laughs> want to put the work in. But every time he chooses it, so I'm like, I can't mm. choose what your relationship looks like wow. with Jesus. Like only yeah. you can make that choice. And he's chose yes every single time wow. up to this point. So I'm super proud of it him. It gives them a voice. It's not just like you're cramming Jesus down their throat. They're accepting it. And they're like, okay, I have a mm. choice in this. Instead of like a kid getting to college and being like, well, is this what I believe or is this what my parents believe? Yeah. You know? Let them flex their spiritual muscles wow. while yeah. they're under your care. Yes. Like where you can um, gently guide them back on the right track because they're going to wow. wander off about 50 million times, just like adults do. And then I think that teaches them to trust you too. Like, hey, mm. mom believes in me, dad believes yeah. in me. And I know I'm going to mess up, but I know that it's going to be okay. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That, that makes me think cause you're talking about going to college. I've heard so many times these kids that go to church every Sunday because let's be honest, their parents make them mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And then they go to college 
first of all, they party it up like it's the weekend every day. Mm -hmm. But then they also listen to what their professors say because they're just used to listening to what people tell them and they believe it, right? So now you're around your professors every day. You only hear from your mom once a week sort of thing. And so, hey, you know what? Maybe... Maybe God's not real. Now that I'm thinking about it, I've never really felt the goosebumps at church that my mom made me get. You know, all these different things. And so because of that growth that that you are allowing, you know, you guys are allowing your kids to have, they won't have that um, identity crisis to where all of a sudden, well, yeah, I was a Christian last week, but this month I'm an atheist. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. my tire went flat on the side of the road, you know? It's just well, like... <laughs> yeah, I think it's important, you know, that the Bible, the Bible talks about you train up a child, yes. right, in the way that they mm-hmm. should go. So when they get older, they will not depart from it. A lot of people think that, well, as long as my kids are children, I can drag them to church. Kicking and screaming. Kicking and screaming. So when they get older, I will have done my job. Wow. You know, instead of sitting here going, listen, it's my job to train up a child mm. to hear the voice of the Lord, to seek after yeah. the guidance of the Holy Spirit, right? And to develop that relationship on their own because my merited relationship with Jesus cannot get my children into heaven. Mm. And so when the when the Bible is clear and it says train up a child, people think, oh, well, I, took, I made sure my kids were at church every Sunday morning and I made sure they were at youth on Wednesday nights. Do you know how many youth kids over the six years that we were in youth ministry, how many of them still attend church and still serve the Lord and still do everything? Well, because their parents were making them be there, they weren't ever taught who Jesus was. I mean, was there seeds planted? Absolutely. I I don't believe that there's never any conversation that we have. There's always a seed that's planted in somebody's heart, but it, it wasn't training them up to be like, this is who Jesus is. And you need to know that because like you're saying one service a week is not going to be enough. You can't just go and pray once a week and be sustained. Well, it's even like, I love that scripture. Train up a child. Whenever you train for something, this is a daily intentional thing, right? You're like, I've been training for a marathon for a year. So once a week I run about a mile. (laughs) Right. You going to die in this marathon. I just think about like, it'd be like trying to teach a child how to ride a bike by riding it for them. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if they're just going to stand there and watch you say, okay, I'm going to ride this and then you're going to know how to ride it because I'm riding it <laughs> in front of you. No, you got to get them on and yeah. teach them how to pedal, how to balance. And if mm. you don't let them do that, like even stuff that y'all don't agree with, like there's all like sermons, messages, we'll hash it out. We're like, do yeah. you agree with that? Did you, what did you think about this? Mm-hmm. Like, do you actually think people follow this? Like get into the yeah. nitty gritty with kids so that their faith can root Mm. Instead of just this, well, we heard the message. Y'all just take it for what it is and see you next week. Like, it's got to be more real. Mm. It has to be. It has Mm. to be. Wow. So you guys said something um, when we were were at that retreat. You said, like, that you want your kids to see the success and the struggles. Mm. So, like, your, your house is transparent, like, completely. Like, you want them to know the things that you're struggling with, but you also want them to know that you succeed. What does that look like in a, in a healthy balance? I don't know if we could probably describe a healthy balance because our <laughs> kids are all in on pretty much everything. Yeah. So they've seen yeah. the super ugly and they've seen the really, really good. Like they see everything that's bad. I don't think there's very much of anything that we keep back from our kids, which some people wouldn't agree with that. 
and you do what's right for your mm-hmm. kid and for your family. But for us, no, we let it all hang out. We just feel like mm-hmm. it has really made them stronger. It's made them more um, just aware of reality. Like mm-hmm. when they come into the world, they're going to know. When I have a bad day, my kids know. When mm-hmm. I mess up, I tell them I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a parent that's too proud that's like, oh, I'm a parent. I'm just like, man, I had a really crappy attitude today. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm always telling y'all not to have a bad attitude, and here I am, like, packed off at the world today. Yeah. You know, and if we fight, if we have, like, if our family's struggling in any kind of area, like, our kids know. They know my struggles. Like, I personally struggle with anxiety. My kids mm-hmm. see the downside of that. They see the upside of that. They mm-hmm. see where... The really dark struggle of it is is also beautiful because my yeah. kids know that even when I have a low or I'm really struggling, they see me clinging to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I want wow. them to see that. And I cool. want them to see someone that always fights back for mm-hmm. Jesus, like to get back to Jesus. And so I don't I don't I, we haven't really come across anything that I feel like's too much for them. Um, even when we had lived in Shawnee for a while, the homeless population was a lot bigger there. Um, the mental health issues were a lot bigger mm. there, but they saw it all and were just like, man, this is real life. These are really people that are really struggling, that are lost, that mm. like these people exist everywhere and I don't want you to be sheltered from that. Yeah, we would wow. never put our kids in a precarious situation mm-hmm. where they would be put into harm, but yeah, man, we let them see everything. Yeah. That way they know what real life looks like when mm. we're yes. yes. We had small groups where we had Christian brothers and sisters talking about like, Hey, I'm struggling to stay sober. I'm struggling to not want to do drugs. And I want my kids to know that. Like, mm. I want them to know that there are, we're all people. We're yes. all beloved yes. children of God. And, like, I don't want labels to define that person. Mm. And I want them to know that, like, he, hey, even grown-ups are fighting their way to heaven. Like, we're yeah. fighting mm. to stay on this narrow path. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's so much more real and beautiful when you can be a little bit more transparent. Like when kids can see that, they don't have this expectation of perfection. Like we have Jesus now, so we are completely all of a sudden magically perfect. Like I want them to like see reality. Right. The realness. Yeah. I don't want Jesus to ever be questioned to them because they walk out in the real world and see it. Like Jesus never said, hey, your life's going to be perfect. We're going to have struggles and persecution. And I want them to see that we're all fighting. Yeah. And to have, I feel like those people are role models for our children. Because Mm -hmm. when they see that, I'm like, look how hard they're fighting. I'm like, every single day they're struggling and fighting. They're like, they're hanging in for the good fight. And I want you to see that. Mm Because that's real to me. Wow. I love that. And there's something else too about both of you guys. Your your lives, of course, you're all a family, but your lives look different in the way that um, like you working, Travis, then you staying home. And so you've talked a little bit about the dynamics, but like Travis, what is your like um, parenting and intentionality uh, compared to Shayla's? You know what I mean? With your having to work throughout the day. Well, I can tell you I've struggled with it in the past where I would come home from work and Man, I'm worn out. I don't really want to do anything. Yeah. I don't feel like messing with the kids. And I've really struggled with that earlier in our marriage. Um, at this point, I've gotten a lot better at man, mm-hmm. how, how can I be intentional with these kids right now? How can I have fun with them for yeah. sure because I'm not yeah. with them all the time? But how can we learn different things together? How can we have the most? For me, I'm trying to have the most fun I can possibly have. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. right. I'm the dad. I'm I love that. <laughs> 
love that. So, but you do have to definitely be intentional about spending time with your kids, especially if you work yeah, a lot. Yeah. When you're home, man, you got to invest mm-hmm. as much yeah. as you possibly can. And put mm. the investment in. I am heartbroken when I hear stories about, like, and I hear it all the time about, like, when is school starting? I can't wait to get rid of my kids. They need to go away. They don't want their kids around. And that's so yeah. sad. And I'm like, yeah. well, you just need to work on wanting your kids around. And, like, I heard a story the other day. A woman literally made her daughter ride the school bus home so she would have an extra hour away from her. Oh. And I was like, man, the family units are struggling. And self-care is so important. I'm big that you mm-hmm. need to make sure you're full. But it's when you take it to extremes, yep. we have parents that are just like, no, I'm tired. This is my self-care time. Like, I just need to be alone like I don't need you and I'm just like sometimes it's sacrificial love yes so yes. Travis will come home and he's exhausted and he's like Colin let's go get your bike and go outside buddy you know mm-hmm. or like hey Emery I know our favorite show just came on they love the Bad Batch and Star Wars and yeah. he's like very intentional in what they love yeah so he finds something they love and he intentionally invests time in it and they'll remember that forever yeah wow. so, sometimes it doesn't seem like a lot but I know even looking back, when somebody invested in me when I was younger, I was like, man, they really spent the time mm. to be there, just to mm-hmm. be there in the moment. And that's hopefully that's what it comes out to be, you know, wow. in the end of yeah. the days. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, so we're we're coming up. Is it? I don't want months. it to stop. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. <laughs> it's really rich stuff for real. It's so good. Okay, so so here's here's what I want to do. I want one one more thing. We're gonna go with with you guys and say what's what's one thing that you would encourage today's parents, especially parents of teenagers, mm-hmm. about intentionality or about, you know, raising up spiritual, God-fearing children? Like, what's what's the main thing? Like, say, okay, parents, if you keep the main thing the main thing, um, then you never have to worry mm-hmm. about struggling. Or I mean, we're all going to fall short. That's that's just a given. Mm-hmm. But, but what is that major, there are no if ands, or buts about it, this is something... Mm-hmm that we you got to do has to happen man i think for me honestly it's being honest with god like being that fully known because Mm. if i say it's reading the bible every day that can turn legalistic yeah it's like checking off a checkbox and i don't want you to think that just because you read your chapter every day that you're going to be this super christian yeah but i know a hundred percent if you can just always stay real with god even in the worst moments, if you're just like, Jesus, help me, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you're going to be fine yeah. because it's all about relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. one scripture that terrifies me more than any other is that many will cry, Lord, Lord, and he'll say, I never knew mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Like that oh, seriously yeah. wrecks me. And I'm just like, it is all about relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah. God just wants to like be connected to you. I don't think he's sitting there making sure you're checking off all the boxes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So my thing and that I hope we live out the most is like being just open and real. Like if you're struggling, tell God about it. Mm-hmm. Like if you are hurting, be able to go and be like, hey God, I do not understand this. I cannot fathom why you would have this in my life right now, but here I am and yeah. I'm just going to wait on you. I'm just going to wait on you. Wow. And so that's my biggest thing because I feel like that's going to keep their relationship the most real. 
Sounds a lot like authenticity, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> but, uh, so now you know why they're here, everyone. These are why they're our friends. Okay. Yeah. No, but but really, yeah, that's that's it. I think I think authenticity wow. is, you know, a lot of times we preach leadership, you know, and, and I think that that's the biggest downfall of Christianity today, just in my opinion, is we're too busy um, preaching leadership instead of servanthood, mm. and, and we're too busy preaching the look instead of the reality yes and and so mm-hmm. um and and that's what the authenticity of it is it's just a simple fact that it's like listen my kids need to know that i'm hitting my knees and seeking god mm-hmm. as much as i'm expecting them to yes 100%. that's powerful wow. travis what you got man oh man so for me it would I've said it a few times, it'd be about being intentional mm-hmm. and not about making it legalistic, but mm-hmm. how can you pour in as much as you can possibly pour in with the time that you're given? Because for me, I have limited time during the day, so I have to be so intentional yeah, yeah. in all the different things that we do. So with your relationships, you have to be super intentional. Yeah. Mm. Wow. And for those um, earlier, I feel like this kept going in my head, so I know it's Holy Spirit. So whenever we were talking about self-care and how you have no problem with self-care, but then like I heard the Lord say there's a, in self-care, there's a fine line between selfishness and wisdom. Yes. So you can overstep that boundary of wisdom of, hey, I do need to step back for a second. I need to take a deep breath, go to a room for, for a second, take a breather. Or I'm going to go pawn my kids off to my mom because I can't even look at them for at least two days. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a fine line between that wisdom of knowing when you need to step back or you're about to turn into like psycho mom or, you know, I don't need to see their face ever again. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so yeah. there's always that fine line. No, that's good. That's good. Um, listen, you guys are amazing, first yes. of all. I just, just want to say you that. You seriously like, got us awesome. all hype. Um, yeah, <laughs> like uh, I hope uh, I hope that you guys know that there are people that intentionally watch what you all mm-hmm. are doing because what what you what you hold and value in your home is flowing out and people that truly get to know you can see that this isn't just talk mm-hmm. it's not just a good lesson that you're trying to teach people you didn't want to come on the podcast to be like oh look at how great a parents yeah. that we are yeah. what you do behind the scenes just exudes from you and so it's it's very authentic, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't be on the so show if, if you weren't. Sorry, but no, I mean, if, if we haven't asked you to be on the show yet, don't think it's because of the, you're authentic. That's why, anyway, but, dang it. Um, but listen, I wanted to do something, Travis. Will you will you close out today in prayer? Just pray for parents, pray for especially parents of teenagers and mm-hmm. and parents that maybe the Holy Spirit has been knocking on the door, mm-hmm. saying you know you. You need to get your Something family into, you know, something's got to shift. Something's got to change. And, and just pray for them today, and we'll close out from there. Yeah. Father, thank you so much for this time, Lord, that we could get together just to talk more about who you are and how we can exemplify who you are in our families' lives. Father, I pray for uh, any parent that's out there today uh, that's listening to this, Father, that you would just lead them, guide them, that you would give them the wisdom that they need to reach their kid where they're at exactly the way that you reach us exactly where we're at. So Father, I pray that you just uh, give them the patience to work through situations with their kids and with their families and that you help them be diligent and just intentional about relationships and that relationships that those relationships are specifically focused on who you are. So Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you in advance for what you're going to do 
in families' lives. It's in yeah. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, bro. Oh, Listen, so everyone, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in, whether you're on YouTube or Anchor or Apple Podcasts. We don't care. Uh, I, hope, I hope that you're blessed by what Travis and Shayla were sharing today. And we'll see you next, next week. week. Right Bye, here, guys. Same place. Love you.